toxic people, but it feels like it's just me and her in the room. I'd rather me die before she so I mix drugs up, trying to find my doom, trying to find my doom. Doom, doom, trying to find my doom, trying to find my What's doom. going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast. Brennan and Damo back on the show. It is Monday the 23rd. And today we are going to have what's hoping to be a, a shorter episode, but we're gonna do we're gonna try and get the fourth pick to go to the Wizards in a trade between the Wizards and the Kings. It's been a hot topic on Wizards Twitter, uh, so we're gonna get into that. But before that, I figure we just uh, sort of get up to date on the, the the playoffs just real quick. The Warriors have a commanding three zero lead over Dallas, which is what I kind of saw, I think, on the last episode. I think I gave the the dubs a gentleman sweep, but, I mean, it, it's it's probably going to be 4 nothing, uh, which is what I really wanted to say to begin with. And then Miami and Boston, I think Miami's up 2-1, to one, right? M- Miami's up 2-1. to one. Uh, But what's been your thought on these conference finals so far? I think the general consensus has been it's uh, it's kind of boring. Yeah, it's just been these wild swings. It's either been a, it's either been a blowout, or yeah, it's it, like all the. It seems like all the games have been like blowouts. Um, it hasn't uh, been a lot of like close games down the wire. You know, game winner to take it or overtime, like competitive type games. So, I think the 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 Heat, the Heat Celtics series has been uh, fun in stretches. Cause it's just kind of it's just kind of that throwback basketball, physical defense. You know, both teams shooting like twenty percent from three. Uh, the Warriors Mavs series, it just seemed like whoever's hitting their threes is the team that's going to win because they both going to put them up. Um, but the Warriors seem to have that uh, versatility where if they're not hitting threes, they can go and get you. They can go get layups and free throws. Where the Mavs, they live and die by the three. So. Um, yeah, they're, like I said, they're, like you said, they're, they're probably going to get swept. Um, the talent gap is just too much. It was funny. I saw, um, I think it was Kevin O'Connor tweet out, like, the, the Mavericks need, uh, basically was the Mavericks need to find a center better than uh, Dwight Powell. And I'm like, well, they had one. And they gave him to us and a second-round pick for Bertans, who people are finding out now, like, uh, on from a national perspective, is just ass. And then Spencer Dinwiddie is like, he had some really good games, but even with those really good games, his average for the playoffs, I think he's only averaging like 13 points a game. And his his three-point shooting is good. I think he's shooting almost 40% from three, but his two-point percentage is just garbage for a guard. And then he's terrible on defense. So. Well, you know, poor Mavericks, man. Um, I but, get uh, why they did it because you'd rather have the healthy bodies than not. And like Dinwiddie has contributed a little bit for them. I'm not. I don't want to say that he hasn't contributed at all, but it's just still when you. I, I don't see how you try and and justify this trade at this point for Dallas. Like it literally just makes in hindsight it didn't make sense at the time, and in hindsight it still just really doesn't make sense. Like again, from a health aspect in a league where like you need you need talent to win. And you didn't really get that much talent back for Porzingis. Like, I feel like if you traded him to Toronto or something, like, yeah, maybe you would have had to give up a first or, or something, but you probably could have gotten back, like, a Pascal Siakam or something like that, and that would have been light years better than the return that you got for the 
Dinwiddie. I don't think they would have been able to get an all-star back for KP. I just felt like they could have just got a they could have got a better player. Like I just think, or they could have just kept him. And like I said on uh, on Twitter, like you could have got a guard. You wanted another ball handler. Like you could have got Drogic on a buyout to show up once every five six games. Um, and be that, you know, ball handed it off the bench for you. And then you could have kept KP and so that Dwight Powell isn't your starting center. Um, I think that would be a better team than Dinwiddie and Bertans having to rely on them to be shooters for you um, in critical junctures. So, uh, you know, but that's what they want to what they wanted to do. <clears throat> well, let's go ahead and get into this today. So we're going to figure out a way for the Wizards to get the number four pick. So obviously I think it goes without saying you're going to have to do um, a pick swap here. The the Wizards don't have any asset to get number four besides trading uh, Bradley Beal, you know, just for getting four on its own. And again, we've already gotten into it. They're not trading Beal. Even if they wanted to, they can't do that right now. It would have to be um, the Kings would make the pick for the Wizards. And then I think they'd be able to trade that pick once free agency started or that extension was agreed upon or whatever. But either way, I mean, I, Beal's not going to want to go to Sacramento. Beal has all the leverage in any team that he wants to go to. So um, for me, that conversation is a non-starter. But there are some guys that the Kings could use. You know, they, they, they could use a guy like KCP. However, I don't think that that would be a needle mover in terms of moving up six picks. But Kyle Kuzma is a name that has come up several times for the Kings, and they've been interested in him before. So the conversation now turns to some sort of trade centered on four for 10 and Kuzma, and the rest of it you're just trying to to fill in to make sure that it truly does work for both sides. So what do you feel about the base of that trade, you know, for – for 10 and Kuzma. Obviously, the Wizards are going to have to include a little bit more, but as a base trade, if the Kings are hell-bent on trading for a guy that can help them win, and given their interests before, and how he may fit with Fox and Sabonis, I mean, I think it makes sense from a basketball standpoint uh, for both teams. Obviously, the Wizards will ideally get the better player at four. Who knows with the way we draft. Uh and we get rid of Kuzma to let Rui have his shine because that's Tommy's first draft pick that he ever made. So you would imagine that he wants him to play more than 22 minutes a game. So for, for the Wizards, it makes sense uh, in, in that sense too. You know, the, the Kings get a better player. The Wizards get to promote their first round pick back to the starting five and you get a higher draft pick. Yeah, I just, I'm just kind of, I don't know. The, I'm kind of trying to put my... GM had on for the Kings, like just looking at their roster and what they need. Like obviously they're trying to build around De'Aaron Fox and and Sabonis, who I think is for long term should be a center, and then Fox your point guard. So we're looking at the weaknesses of their roster is kind of in the middle at the most important spots in my opinion. Opinion the wings. So Kuzma fits that. Um, I'm just kind of just just is Kuzma worth the number four overall pick? Like when I think number four overall pick, I'm 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 looking at getting back a, a all star level player. 
But this is the Kings we're talking about. And in the landscape of the league right now, that all-star player may not be available um, to want to wanna go there. So it's like, how desperate are you, you know, to get to get that play? I think Kuzma and Ten definitely can start the conversation. Um, but we would definitely have to add to that. And then we would probably have to take back some salaries that the Kings don't want on their books anymore. Um, if we're doing a pick swap, 10 for, 10 for 4, we're sending them coups. Uh, yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking we would have to take back some salaries that they want to get off the books uh, to, do, to do that deal. And he would, he would definitely slide in as their starting power forward. Sure. But I wonder what their plan is with like a Harrison Barnes, because I think <clears throat> Harrison Barnes, Kuzma are kind of similar not in game, but just kind of like where where they rank around the league. They just kind of do it a little differently. I think Kuzma is probably better d- defensively and as a playmaker rebounding. But I think Harrison Barnes is the more consistent shooter. So, yeah, yeah I would. Harrison I w- Barnes has a better defender than Kuzma. You would. Yes. See, I don't. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe, maybe slightly. I don't know. I'm not we'll sure. I, I, we'll ask Kevin. Kevin knows. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but uh, and then like, would they fit together, or would the plan be okay? We get Kuzma, and then we move Harrison Barnes because um, I think he's on the last year of his deal. <clears throat> uh, so. Yeah, I, I I think it could be a conversation starter. I just wonder what the competition for that number four pick would be like. Like I saw thrown out there the 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 Pistons possibly offering Jeremy Grant, and you know would would the would the Kings see Jeremy Grant as a better offer for the number four pick than Kuzma? Um, same position, power forward, you know. But it just depends on what they would value. I know they were fans of Kuzma before, which is why he was supposed to go in the trade, the Buddy Hill trade over there. So uh, it, it, it's it's interesting. I just, I guess for me, when I think of the number four pick going out in the trade, I'm thinking of, you know, getting a star player back. Um, right. But maybe they view maybe they view Kuzma as a guy that can can elevate to that level. Hey, look, if, if if Tommy sells the Kings on that run that he had in the middle of the season where he was putting up all-star numbers, I, you know? They shoot an 11 on, on 60% true shooting. Uh, Harrison Barnes was the name that I wanted to bring up because I think he's <clears throat> one of the more important names to consider when having this conversation. However, I doubt the Kings are that hell-bent on moving him just because, again, that he is expiring and those types of contracts are valuable for teams near the trade deadline so if they aren't able to shift him now maybe there's a chance at the deadline where a team is looking to get off a bad contract and the team and the kings can take in some draft assets and then trade harrison barnes that team who's looking to get off that salary so um something to consider there as well the only other player on the roster that the kings could shed for salary purposes is rashawn holmes so let's shift the conversation for a second let's say we did so the pick swap obviously. Um, Kuzma and Daniel Gafford 
for Rashawn Holmes, does that would you consider that? So Kuzma, the Kings. So Kuzma Gafford, number ten, for Rashawn Holmes, and number four. Right. Uh, um. If you're the Kings. I, I, ooh. Uh. I ugh, damn, I gotta really. That one's tough because Kuzma obviously would be the starting, starting four. I would assume you would put Harrison Barnes at the three. Uh, Gafford, I don't know where he would. He's a he would be a backup on that team because I don't think you play him with Sabonis. Uh. That's a clunky fit. Although I, 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 I saw I saw Sabonis tweet out a picture of him working out with a lethal shooter. So maybe, you know, he's a forty percent three point shooter on high volume this this year, and he just moves strictly over the power forward. Uh, maybe that's the plan. I don't know, but uh, I don't know that I do that. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I do that deal if I'm the Kings. I think I would want a little bit more. So Gafford and Kuzma for Holmes and uh, and four is not doing it for you. So let's say, trying to think of the next time we can trade a first round pick. Is it twenty twenty six? Because if I'm the Kings, I'm basically trying to sell to everybody in the league that this number four pick is an all star level player. Mm-hmm. You just got to wait three or four years on it, and. They just, I guess, from their line of thinking, they don't have the three or four years to wait. So, for a team making a trade, what what would you be willing to offer for an all star? And I think you got to kind of put that package together. Also, when considering Kuzma, it's not necessarily a a done deal that. Like you have Kuzma locked up because he'll he's going to play for you this season on thirteen mil, but after that he's got a player option, and I he's not going to accept that player. Definitely going to opt out. He's definitely going to opt out of that for sure. You you pretty much would have to have the understanding before the trade is made that you would have an extension uh, agreed upon, and and this would actually like if Kuzma's about chasing the bag, like this would be a really good situation for him because the Kings have been known to pay money unnecessarily for guys. I mean, we can go back to that free. They paid Corey Joseph almost $13 million. Like, they paid Trevor Ariza, I think, uh, well in the double digits, that one free agency where they just spent money on. $16 million a year, I think, for him. Yeah, after he was already washed. (laughs) So, for sure. Um, Yeah, I I think if I'm the Kings, just just thinking of that number four pick, if you're looking at that number four pick as a Jaden Ivey or. Shade and Sharp, like, you know, you're looking at those guys as p- potential all-star level players down the road. If that's if that's what you feel like you're trading away, I, w- I would think you would want to give back more than Kyle Kuzma, the 10th pick, and then like a backup center. Um, maybe if you swapped out Gafford for Denny, maybe? 
or whoever they felt like had the most value between uh, Denny Rui Kispert, because that to me is a position of more importance than than center is right now. If you look at these playoffs, how many centers are actually impacting the game? Um, it's it's really it's it's the wings that are really changing the game. So I would think they would want more of that because that's where the true weakness on their roster is, the middle of their their lineup. So if you're the Kings, you would rather have a zero level scorer than a, a, a for sure like backup center at minimum. If he's a if he's a multi positional defender on the wing, which is what they need, because they've been bad at defense for longer than the Wizards have. I think so. Yeah, I just think it. I think positionally, it has more value. Um, so I, I think the package would look more like Kuzma ten plus Denny. Um, for like a you know number four and uh, Holmes coming back. Um, the only thing is if we get Holmes and like where does he fit because we already have KP and Gafford so I feel like if we get and Holmes is a good player by the way um, yeah so, he's solid but again it's it's kind of back to that like positional value like look at who look at the type of players that are impacting the playoffs they're not Rashawn Holmes you know they're 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 wings they're they're guys with you know switchability. And shooting. And so for the Kings, they're just kind of like, here, this is just a salary throw in. But we're giving you the number four pick that we deem as a future all-star player. So we want we want your best stuff back. And I think our best stuff league-wide is, is you know, Kuzma 10 and probably Denny. Or even Kispert, possibly. So I'm... I, I put this together. So I feel like if the Kings weren't getting back a center in the trade, and in this case they're not, I feel like they would want to hang on to Rashawn Holmes. We can do a Rashawn Holmes center deal in a second, but but let's do this. Let's say Harrison Barnes in the fourth pick for Kuzma, Denny, 10, and then a 2025 lottery protected pick. Would you take that if you're Sacramento? I think I would do that one. I think that extra pick kind of throws it over the top for me. Uh, so you say Kuzma, Denny, 10 plus a future first round pick. I'd be a lottery protected. Yep. But yeah, so that I'm getting four assets for one, basically. One, basically, because I don't even think Harrison Barnes is in their future plans. I, like, how much is Harrison Barnes going to command in the open market after this season? Are the Kings going to pay that? I just don't. Well, and I don't that see helps that. us too because that, that's money that we can get off the books if, if someone if we find someone else who can help improve. Because we're still that number four pick that we have coming back. The salary is still going to be kind of high, but it, it's not going to be like uh, what we would have be having to pay Kuzma and then Denny when he's up for extension. Yeah, I think. I think I think the Kings would do that, um, unless of course some other team came swooping in and, and beat us out with another offer that was better. Maybe they had a better player than Kuzma, or maybe they had a higher pick. Like I'm not sure. 
Uh, I don't know what that who that team would be, but uh, I think I think the Kings are gonna have some options because oh, they are for sure. If they if they are really putting that number four pick up for sale, I think they're gonna be like like I could see like the Hornets, right? Are the Hornets gonna pay uh, Miles Bridges? You know. Hundred and eighty million dollars on an extension. Like, could they? Like, like, could they work out a sign and trade, and he be the center of a package going to the Kings? Uh, I don't know. Like, like, could the? That's someone you have to pay a lot more than what they're going to have to pay Kuzma. That's true. That is true. Um, or or the, or the Hawks. Could the Hawks offer John Collins? Um, for the number four pick, I mentioned Detroit already with with Jeremy Grant. Um, where were the um the Kings slated pre lottery? Were they nodding? I think they were slotted eighth. Eighth. I so here's as long as there's no team between five and nine that's interested in trading up, and I mean I don't know we could, with Detroit. I mean I think because the. Detroit, I feel like, probably is a little disappointed that they fell. So maybe they could try and trade back up. But, I mean, they don't – could they give up – like you said, could they give up Grant and then try and move up? But, again, he's expiring, and is he going to resign in Sacramento? I mean, probably not. I mean, I think Jeremy Grant's the guy that will play out this contract, and then he's going to try and go to to get to, like, a, a Brooklyn. Maybe he goes back to Denver. Um you know, like a, a Lakers, maybe something like that, where he can try and win. I'm just looking here. I'm, I'm trying to see other teams that may have <clears throat> packages they can put together for that number four pick. Uh, would the Knicks? Would the Knicks offer Julius Randle? Julius Randle's so bad, man. He was bad this year. I'd but, literally yeah. rather have Kuzma than Randall. <laughs> he was bad this year, for sure, but he was all NBA the year prior. Uh, 6'10", I don't know. Do the Kings? Do the Kings think you know Randall and, and Sabonis is a is a powerhouse front court? I don't know. <laughs> hey, again, it's the Kings we're talking about here. Uh, the bricklayers um, between dude between the between Randall Sabonis and him like or um. Him, Sabonis, and Fox, like the 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 brick layers, a lot of bricks. <laughs> it would be immaculate. Yeah, that's really that's really the only teams I could think of. Like I'm 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 looking here to see who could put something together. I'm thinking Detroit with Jeremy Grant, maybe the Pistons. I mean, not the Pistons. Maybe the the Pacers with uh, uh with something around Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I just I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He's a vet. Again, I'd rather have Kuzma. That's why, like, we even for a Malcolm Brogdon trade for us, like, if we had to give up Kuzma, we probably say no to that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm just thinking, like, uh, so yeah, Detroit in Pacers, uh, San Antonio is going to let the board fall to them. Yeah, Spurs not doing that. That's just not their style. Uh, yeah, and then like I said, Charlotte could they make could they make 
Miles Bridges available in a, in a sign and trade type situation. Um, I don't think the Pelicans are either because Herb Jones has played so well. And no. and I and think they like, like what they have. Yeah, I think they like yeah. what they have. And now they got the eighth pick, and they can get a guy that could be a starter for them at that at, <laughs> at that pick and add to Zion Williamson coming back. So, like, the Pelicans, they, they're good. They're good. Man, if if you're Willie Green and hopefully you got Zion coming back plus that pick and now you got CJ who's already played a decent amount of games. And CJ looked legit in the playoffs, by the way, I would add. Yes, um, that boy, they, that boy they, nice. They're going to be a squad. They're going to be a squad. Yes. yes, I totally agree. Got to see it in person. Love how that team is set up, man. Perfect type of role players around there. The guys, they just need buy-in from Zion. And this is so when we talk about moving up to four, ideally, right, to get um, Jaden Ivey. I think that's the, the the popular name that we would be moving up for. And the Pelicans sort of adopted where, where they took the guy who has been a shooting guard for a long time and they moved into point. And then you see the results. Could we do the same thing with Beal? Will we move Beal more to that point guard? And we kind of touched on this the last episode, too, when you talked about bringing in Eric Gordon. And I know that we talked about that um, at the trade deadline last year. So could could that be our sort of transitioning into that where we have Ivy off ball, we move Beal to point, and we sort of take that approach? Is, is that a popular style? We've already seen the Jaden Ivy. Um, people are sort of uh, unsure of what his playmaking is going to be, especially coming out right away. So maybe that's sort of a, a seamless transition for Beal where you can have another weapon to dish the ball to. Yeah, my, my, my optimistic uh, viewpoint of, of this year, if there was something to take out of it, I feel like there were some positive things to take out of Beal playing point guard. Um, you know, it wasn't all bad. Like, he obviously struggled with it initially. But when he got into the groove of it, even with the lack of shooting here, he was a he was an eight assist to three, three turnover player. Um, if he was able to do that for a season, you would definitely take that. Um, and the league is kind of moving to it's it's long been moving away from that traditional point guard, you know, facilitating every every uh, possession, you know, the Rajon Rondos, the, you know, Chris Paul's Steve Nash. Um, it's not, you know, Jason Kidd. It's not really that league anymore. You're, lo- you're looking at the Warriors. It's Draymond, who's their point guard. And then he keeps four shooters around him. They just move, move, move. Multiple ball handlers that can attack closeouts and shoot the ball. Um, you know, is that the way for the Wizards? I I would like to see them come into the 21st century as far as team building. Um, you know, with as many, you know, versatile ball handling shooters as possible. Um, and, and that would be a, a sign of that, especially if they're going to try to run that offense that that West was running with, you know, KP out of the high post right. and kind of facilitating stuff from there. Uh, you don't mess. That's what I was just going to say is that the, the main offense initiator, I mean, of course, Beal, but I mean, really, the offense is basically going to run through KP from what we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it worked like their their best offensive output this year. Was was uh, was last year uh, towards the back end of the stretch running through KP, and then it was four shooters, Kispert, KCP, uh, uh, Kispert, KCP, and, and, we'll I forget it. We, we don't have, to uh, 
I don't know who I'm forgetting. That was the other shooter on the on the Rui. roster. Uh, Rui, yeah, Rui shooting the ball, yeah, from three. So if that's the if that's the if that's the goal, then I don't really see the need for like a traditional high usage ball handler. And so our, our our conversation has kind of shifted now. Where in the in the previous weeks we were talking, you know, they probably should go that more traditional low usage rate. And I still think they should get someone that's maybe a little bit more low usage, but um, you know, maybe not try to so much find a traditional guy. And because uh, in terms of being an offense initiator, because we're already gonna have those guys um, when yeah. healthy, but. Going back to this Sacramento base deal, not to get too off topic. So we already agreed that. Okay, well, we did this from the King side. From the Wizard side, would you be comfortable with giving uh, the Kuzma, Denny, and those two picks to move up, and plus taking back Harrison Barnes' deal? Tommy, probably not. Um... Because I just don't, he just doesn't strike me as that type of a of a risk taker. Because you're really betting on uh, the fourth player in the draft being a star. Or you identifying whoever's available at that fourth spot is a guy that you're going to make a star. That you can sell to Bradley Beal as a running mate. Um, in whatever capacity that is. As the second best player, the third best player. But whatever the role, a guy that is going to be impactful, not only as a rookie, but but down the line as a potential all-star type talent, um, is Bill willing to wait on that? Uh, or or is that the Bill replacement? I, I'm not sure, but the Wizards need talent in the worst way because I think even if, if in your most optimistic view of Beal and KP as number one and number two options, right? The roster from three through 10 needs improvement. Sure. Um, sure. Cause when you, when you stack it up against the other teams that are in these playoffs or, or, you know, top four in the conference, it's just not, it just doesn't hold up. Um, and so, you know, if you're not going to have a Giannis or Luka or LeBron at the top of your roster to kind of fill in those gaps, well, then you got to win by having a deep roster of quality players and shooting, switchability, defense, um, which the Wizards do not have. So uh, I think getting number four gives them the opportunity to get one of those type guys. <clears throat> Well, I think the going back to your point about Ivy, you know, would he be the Beal replacement? Um, I think you can, if you're Tommy, the reason I would look at that as a favorable situation is because I think you can kind of, uh, it, it can work for both scenarios. You know, he can either be insurance for Beal or it can be, look, we wanted to move up to get a legit player because we're all in. And you know, Ivy's going to be able to score the ball right away. He may not be able to distribute, but the offense isn't going to run through him. I mean, he has two guys ahead of him that are going to need the ball. And and if Rui goes back to the starting five in this scenario, well, we already saw that Rui was a bucket his first two years in the league. And um, obviously this past year happened and it was kind of a mess and it is what it is, but Rui's a bucket getter too. So he's going to need the ball as well. So there's not going to be as much pressure on Ivy at the same time. I mean, it, I think he does give you that, that all-star potential 
that could warrant you trading up. And again, it, it, it favors you both sides. You know, either it can be a guy that um, you can put next to Beal long term who can help take some pressure off uh, in the offense, you know, or it can be his replacement, you know. I think it, it works. Better. I do wonder, though, I do wonder how Bill would view that type of move. If Tommy was to do it, would he view that as a as a win now move? Because I feel like most veterans think rookies aren't that good. Like, like if you're if you're telling me that the win now move is to add a 19 or 20 year old, no matter where you're picking him. That's not a move that says, oh, we're trying to win right now. That's a move that says we're trying to win two or three years from now or four years from now when this player is fully developed and and entering their prime. And I don't know that, like, would Beal be more interested in trading up for the number four pick or trading the number 10 pick for a vet? I feel like he would be more interested in the latter. What what type of tier player do you think you can get for that? With the number ten pick? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, it depends yeah. on how the board falls. Like, what if what if Keegan Murray drops to ten? Okay. Do you take Keegan Murray or do you try to trade it for another? I don't know. Uh, I would see. I would have to know who that vet is to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm just. What would we get Andrew Wiggins for that? Like that's a different conversation, you know. If, if it's like uh, Evan Fournier or something, like like no, you know, I, I just wouldn't. That's, that's kind of like the tier player I'm thinking of, though, like a Andrew Wiggins, or like a. Uh, I don't even know who would be available from that that tier of player. Um, everyone that's good is under contract. That like teams want to keep you know right so you're kind of looking at that middle tier of player like that would you trade the 10th pick for a bona fide fourth option who are the three options in this scenario kp beal and kuzma well the 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 three options would be yeah beal beal Bill, KP, and Kuzma are your top three options. So then you would say, all right, well, we're trading a number four pick for, I mean, we're trading a 10th pick for a, a, a legitimate fourth option starter, either at point guard or at small forward. So like Brogdon? So like Brogdon, Mike Conley, uh... Do you think the Spurs would entertain giving us Murray for 10? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Either. Hell no. Although, well, the Spurs could then package 9 and 10 to try and move up, but um, they could trade with Sacramento to get four. Maybe one of the big men falls, and then they can get one of the, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other wing players that will fit that description, like that Malcolm Brogdon, Mike Conley tier. Wiggins would be one, even though he makes like $30 million. Um I mean, That's the thing is, like, even if we were to get, like, like if, if the Thunder wanted to give a Shea Gildas Alexander, that's a name that's popped up for us, too. Like, he ju- he just makes too much money, man. Like, we we would be well over the luxury tax. 
Yeah, and I don't see Ted doing that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I would have to go to the drawing board on that. I like. I, I just feel like just from Bill's thinking, some of the comments he's made. Like, I don't know that trading up to four is what for him would be. Oh, this is the win now move. Tommy is making. Uh, I I feel like him trading the tenth pick for a vet would solidify more of win now thinking. Well, look at it like this. Like, we already said that Harrison, well, you think that Harrison Barnes or Kyle Kuzma are like the same tier player, right? Yeah, I do. So consider that. Then consider what would you, would you rather have, Jaden Ivey or Denny Avdia? Definitely Jaden Ivey. So <laughs> in that sense, it is helping you win more than it would be to keep those two guys. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. I see. I see what you're saying. Where, where it's like it's kind of like, would you rather have Kuzma and Denny, or would you rather have the number four pick, Jaden Ivy and Harrison Barnes? Right, and I would pick Barnes and Ivy. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Is that number? That is an upgrade. I just don't yeah. know. How much, like, how much does that upgrade you for 2023? Right. Because rookies are never really impactful. Like, you know, even the best ones, like a Kay Cunningham, like how many wins did he help Detroit get? One, maybe? Well, Kay Cunningham was not this, like, this all-star, like, do-it-all type guy that people were making him out to be. I never saw, like, the legit shot creating ability at least from day one like i thought he looked a little slow um so i didn't think that he was going to have that type of ability right away and we already saw some guys were talking about kate cunningham had a down year and i don't think that's necessarily true i just people probably over like like lonzo Ball is like being like a luca like and he's not he's not that right he, like he, he's he'll, more he'll be good Ball. though he'll be good He'll be really he'll be really good. He's just he's just not I don't know that he's like transcendent. Um so, you know, and and that's kind of the thing. Like I don't know that Jaden Ivey is gonna be transcendent. So is he really helping you this year? Um and so if you're Bill, you're looking at that. If they made that deal, it's kinda like, okay, well, what are y'all building for? Are y'all trying to win now or are y'all trying to win in 2025 and at that point i'm i'm going to be 31 30 32 like you know i don't know but, see, but it's like looking at it from denny because again if we're already saying that barnes and kuzma's a wash so you're essentially looking at it as denny in the 10th pick versus Jaden ivy like which one do you think is going to help you more now and long term and i think the answer is probably Jaden ivy because denny is a zero level score plays defense he he plays defense a lot of the time, but there are some times where he he just he just sign, sort of blends in. And, and again, we already said our tenth pick, like our tenth pick this year, isn't helping us if number four isn't going to help us. So it's like but that's that's kind of my I, that's kind of my point too. Like, okay, if you're Bill, do you think Bill would rather trade Denny and Ten for number four, or would he rather trade Denny and Ten for Andrew Wiggins? Well, I think that answer is pretty clear. I just, I, 
I don't know if Golden State's it shouldn't do that, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hypothetically just spitballing, but yeah, I know. You know, as far as like ready now, like we're trying to win. Like the move Tommy can make to tell Beal, hey, we're trying to win right now, this year, and next year. Is trading Ten and Denny for the number four pick? Is that evidence of that? Well, you know, I, I would rather like so. The the pro rebuild guy in me would say trade up, but it, I think it is more likely that where the Wizards are that they would be more willing to trade ten and whatever to get a serious piece back. So I'm with you on that. I just don't know who that that player is. Like, I, I would need to know who that is before that happens, or else to me it's kind of like, mm, I'm not sure. Because if it's, if it's Malcolm, like, would we, take, would we trade the 10th pick for Malcolm Brogdon? Like, that, that, that's a big risk right there. That's a big risk. I wouldn't do that. Um, but would you do it for Mike Conley? Still no, because he's, like, what, going to be 35 next year? He is going to be 35, but he was good this year. He was, um, and, and he did play 70 games. He played 70 games. He did get hurt, but he played 70 games. He's another guy, though, that history, he's just, he's injury prone, man. He's Yeah, he's... yeah. <sighs> I think they're in a tough spot, man. I, I don't know what talent is, like, available to be had that's worth it for the for the 10th pick. I, I really don't. Like, there isn't, like, a... You know, uh, like if like if if a Macau Bridges type player was available for trade, I would be offering up the tenth pick, Denny Kispert, whatever they wanted to get that type of player. Um, but I just don't know that that player is available. And the point guards that are available are like old and and have injury questions. And it would be so wizards for us to make that move, man. Um, let me see if I can try and think of any veteran players real quick on another team. Um, uh, I don't know. Just the, the pickings are kind of slim. I don't know. Would Portland want to give us Damian Lillard? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I can't. I can't see any others on... Any of these rosters, I don't see anyone else. I mean, unless, like, the Wizards were like, eh, give us Derrick Rose from New York. Did you trade the 10th pick for Eric Gordon? No. You would not. Okay. Well, if uh-huh. the Rockets gave us something else, maybe, but based off of, like, here, let me look at it real quick. Uh, reset it. Let me put the Rockets on here. And then we'll wrap this up. I know you got another show to get on here. Um, Eric Gordon, and then so what salary are we sending out in that situation? Maybe KCP. Ooh, really? And again, that's that's, that's another one that's kind of tricky because if I'm Bill, I want KCP here. <laughs> right, I'd rather trade Kuzma. Um, so I'm not sure. Would you trade the tenth pick for Rogier? Yes. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, that, like that's the quality of player. That's the tier of player I think you could get for the tenth pick if you could find a way to make the salaries going out match. Um, 
Well, the, the Cavs just got Karis LeVert. I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, would you do Bojan Badanovic? No. No. Because he's going to be what, like I think 33 himself? He's going to be up there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I mean, kind of the tier so Let's circle back to the Mike Conley deal real quick. Let's say we took back Mike Conley and Royce O'Neal, and we gave them 10, and let's see. The thing is, what salary are we sending out? I mean, I guess, because from the Jazz perspective, like, who would they get back from our roster? Like, like KCP would help them, so I guess maybe you could say – they would definitely want KCP, um, for sure. So it would be because that's the tough thing is we would have to make this. And I'm not sure how these trade exceptions work. Because for those that we don't know, those that don't know, we got on the but before we got on the pod here, we were looking, and it looks like the Wizards have two trade exceptions worth about um, a little over nine million. So I'm I'm just not exactly sure how those can get applied because it's a there's two types of trade exceptions apparently and they only work for certain scenarios so I'm not exactly sure how that works. Um, but let's see. So let's say we get Mike Conley. Oh, you wouldn't want Jordan Clarkson, right? Wouldn't mind him as a six man. Hell yeah. Give me as many guards that can dribble and shoot as possible. <laughs> yeah, I'll take them. So Mike Conley and Royce O'Neal combined would be about thirty-one million, or almost thirty-two million. So, our, okay. I don't really see how our salary is gonna. I mean, it would have to be like both trade exceptions would have to be applied, and I have a feeling that they wouldn't be able to be applied. Um, but we're essentially doing. Like what, Rui and KCP for Royce O'Neal, Mike Conley, and then you hope our trade exceptions can get applied, I guess? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Like you're, you're, yeah, you're taking back more salary into that trade exception, but you're getting veteran proven talent um, that you know can shoot the ball, space the floor, play a little bit. A little bit of defense in the case of of, of Royce on, uh, O'Neal. Um, I think that's a move that I feel like Bill would be more in favor of than number four pick for uh, you know mystery box. So Royce O'Neal has. Let me see. So Royce O'Neal's contract is guaranteed for this year, and then for um, the season after, he has a nine point five mil, but it's. Um, uh, a partially guaranteed. It's a 2.5 guaranteed. So if the Wizards didn't want to keep him, they could cut ties and uh, save $7 million. Um, before, so going back to the, the Kings trade here real quick, is there, I, I, we already talked about the base of the trade that we, think's the, that we think the Kings would take. Is there another deal that you're thinking of where we could get um uh both teams to agree or do you 
And, and like, again, the, from the Wizards' perspective, I don't care what Tommy thinks. I'm just asking what you think. Like, do, do you think that you would do Harrison Barnes and and uh, four, and then for Kuzma, Denny, and the ten in a future first? I think, well, do you think the Wizards, do I think the Wizards would do that, or the Kings? Uh, for for you, do you, like, do you think that Wizards, like, from the Wizards' perspective, would you do it? Like, not would Tommy do it? I would do it, but I wouldn't do it with the inclination that it's a win-now move. I, I don't I don't necessarily believe it's that. I think it's a it's a maybe win-now, but more than anything, it's a, it's a Bradley Beal insurance, like, we're moving. It's a, okay, he might can help us win now, but if he doesn't, we still got a possible star talent in the event that we move move on from Bradley Beal. Gotcha. Well, I think that's a lot of good talk today, and that's sort of where we'll leave it. So the deal that we have agreed upon was Harrison Barnes and four for Kuzma, Denny, 10, and then a future lottery-protected first-round pick. So, but but the, again, there's a lot of context to, to to where it may not make sense for the Wizards, and heck, you know, maybe not even necessarily for the Kings. So there there isn't one right answer for this, but it's going to be something that's going to be talked about a lot more, especially as the draft gets closer. But thank you guys for listening to this episode today. Make sure to rate us five stars, uh, subscribe to the show, leave any comments or concerns. DMs are always open. And uh, we'll see you next time.